Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? The guest we have today has healing powers. Right. And whenever I see her, I feel better about myself. I'm feeling them healing powers as well, actually. I've just come back from uh, a wedding and I've got a hangover. And then I saw our guest was waiting on the doorstep as I came back because I've been stuck in traffic. <laughs> and I automatically felt refreshed, revived, inspired and alive. Love that. I know. So I first met our guest in a nightclub, of all places, yeah. um, about 15 years ago. And I was a young musician and used to love going clubbing and dancing all night. And one of the people who used to DJ in those clubs that I was hanging out at, places like Cash Point, Electrogogo, uh, The Cock, Ghetto, Nag Nag Nag, all that kind of time. None of these places exist anymore, None they? of them exist anymore, which is a tragedy in itself. Yeah. We should just highlight that. We need more uh, clubs in London yeah. for gay people and yeah, also all spaces. kinds of people. Yeah, exactly. But there aren't just enough clubs for young people generally. But anyway, one of the people that used to really inspire me when I went clubbing was our guest today. Yeah. So much so that... As I was making my first album, we ended up doing a song together. I which, didn't know this. Yes, which we will reveal. <laughs> well, can we as put the this? Podcast oh, can we play yeah, it as a podcast? Oh yeah, we should put some of it in the yeah. show. Love that. So our guest today is, is someone very special to very, me. Very, very, very. Princess Julia. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Really good. How are you? I'm really good as oh, well. It's lovely to be here this afternoon. Thank I am you so much. So ecstatic. I feel like a five year old child. I'm like so happy that you're coming <laughs> on our podcast. Well, I'm enjoying myself having a nose around your latte. Yes. And latte is, is uh, Polari um, for what is it? What's the, is it like a rhyming slang? No. Or latte, like, like what's legs? Lally's. Lally's. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. So my latte is your house. Your house. That's good. Your I like flat. That. But and it's, it's full of art. It is, isn't it? I shouldn't really say that, should I? But You can say that. Do you know what? He's just done Architectural Digest, so I think the whole world knows exactly <laughs> okay. what the inside of my flat looks like. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I don't I think there's any imagination needed. putting that out there. It's pretty full on, isn't it? Yeah. It's like an old Manhattan And warehouse. we've already, already had a full on conversation about your favourite artists. We have. We have. My favourite artists. We sort of ruined it for ourselves. Not really, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> the listeners, we can relive those The listeners moments. and me haven't heard this conversation. Oh, so okay. We're, we're on the edge of our seats so, with excitement. I asked Joe what yeah. your, who your favourite... 
Well, you asked me for tips. People at the minute I'm really into, yeah. Yes. And I said Lisa Bryce is an artist who I love, a South African right. female artist, and Stanley Whitney I'm really into right now. That's what I'm really looking at. Okay. What about you? Well, I really enjoyed going to see Richard Porter's uh, Ceramics at um, the Goldsmiths degree show, which was fantastic. And then Richard introduced me to Lydia Blakely, yes. who I adore. Really? What's her work yeah, like? Yeah, it's very painterly. Yeah. Um, there were two kinds of strands of subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, one were these little sort of fluffy um, sort of animal thingies, right. which I really do want one, that are but, apparently in... In a painting, it's like fluff It's a painting. painting. No, oh, right. not fluff in the painting. She's painted them. Oh, OK, right, right. So paint, paint, painterly paintings. Got it. <laughs> and the other subject matter was um, um, a sort of reportage of um, horse racing, but actually the sort of torturous side of mm. um, horses and things. Oh, wow. I think you'd love it. Wow. I was, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm into this. And is she just graduating as well? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's a out. tip for you. Thanks, Julia. That's all right. How but many graduation to the ground? shows do you go and see? Do you make well, that thing every year? No, I just, I, I, I try to go to like all sorts of graduation shows. So, you know, I've got an interest in the fashion world as too. So there's always that sort of thing. Yeah. I did go to the... Central St Martin's one with the um, the designer Frederick, yeah. who did the blow up. Did you see that? No. With the blow up rubber balloons, they were inside the balloons. Wow! Oh god, it was really beyond. Um, and and they came on, and then the the balloons sort of deflated and turned into a dress. Wow! Yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it was so good. I but haven't seen that one. Actually, all the students were like beyond. Like I really enjoyed it. it was an so was it a really show. strong year this year? I thought it was excellent. Yes, it was. So were you now? Now you've seen that. Were you follow these students like in their careers? Are you kind yeah. of quite attached to people and you've seen yeah. them really grow? Yeah. And now because you know that you can follow people on and Instagram, social, yeah. social media and whatnot. So yeah, you kind of like click follow. <laughs> Who have you been following yeah. like in the past? Who, whose people you've sort of seen them ascend? Fashion East is such a wonderful platform. Yeah. Um, you know, Lulu Kennedy does it and um i really enjoy what she, what she does and like some of the some of the people um that, that that she takes on and represents um i kind of know a bit and some of them i don't so i'm always you know, like interested to see who she who is she she's an agent lulu kennedy no she's just a, a she's a person who um is very interested in style personal style and curating style and um i actually met her like you rob in the world of clubs did you yeah in the 90s oh, cool. when i was a bit of more of a superstar dj <laughs> in those days maybe a global <laughs> dj yeah, yeah, right. yeah. in in the and um i used to go to italy quite a lot and i met lulu there actually she was living there wow. and um and then i didn't see her for a while and then i bumped into her at the truman brewery i was doing a sort of the early days of like online radio, uh-huh. and then she said she was setting up this um, platform for emerging designers, and um, and that's what she did. And and Fashion East happened. It's so incredible. I, I've discovered so many fashion designers that I love from that particular platform. So What's like Fashion uh, East, though, that's Grace, school. Grace Wales Bonnet. No, it's yeah. like a like a fashion show, like a fashion week. Oh, okay, it happens right, at the right, same time week. as Men's Fashion Week, Women's Fashion got Week, it, I think. Got it, got it. Maybe both. But um I discovered Edward Crutchley there. Yep. Um 
Craig Grace Green. Wells Bonner, probably Craig Green. I can't remember if Craig was there or not, but yeah, yeah it's just Basically, the best place to go. Most people that you think of that are have come now, that yeah, your faves, yes, have, have come on that sort of fashion east, come up through the fashion east platform, and they get three seasons. Or oh, two seasons, or so you know something, and 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 um, they they are given the means yeah. to present their work on a catwalk. So, thing. Talk- is there such a thing in the art world? Mm, yeah, uh, well, emerging artists, art emerging artists, mm, like. Yeah. Opportunities for funding, I guess. I guess you've got <laughs> yeah. British Council for people if you want to do shows. And the Arts uh, Council. The arts and council. also, I think there are, like, young art fairs. Do you remember, like, Zoo used to be in East London, Zoo Art Fair? Oh, yeah. And then there's other art fairs, like Sunday, and there's lots of younger art fairs where oh. you can... It's a similar kind of equivalent thing, because mm. in a way, those sort of fashion shows are a bit like the equivalent of trade fairs, I guess, which is what an mm-hmm. art fair is. So mm. I think that there are places, yeah, definitely. And also the graduation shows and things like that. But going back to you, have you always been really into like dressing up quite like expressively and expressing yourself through clothes yeah. and makeup and all that stuff from a young age? Or where, where did it all begin for you? I can't help myself. <laughs> I just can't help it. Love it. I just, uh, um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess really my main inspiration um, was my grandma. She was an opera singer, actually. Wow. I guess in the 40s. Cool. I'll say. And used to tour around the UK singing opera with a, a person called Max Jaffa. She was very proud of that fact. Anyway, she had a wonderful wardrobe. And I used to well, go and see her and rifle through her um, her, her, her uh, Costumes frocks. Costumes and things, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then the, I've got this really fantastic photograph of my grandmother in, in a production. And she's got, like, two cones on for tits and Like a Gautier like, style, Madonna yeah, style. Yeah, like, it's kind of, it is, but it's a bit more sort of... Um, um, it's a bit more Nordic, shall we say. Oh, okay, I don't know right. what role she was playing, right. but I've the got the prow that of a ship or something. Yeah, like my a... mother was really embarrassed of this of this photograph. I was like, I, I'll have that because I think it's really fantastic. Wicked. She's got like big plat things on. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, a, like the Danish sort of yeah, the helmet. Yeah, with yeah. It. Okay, got it, got it. Of that sort of style. Anyway, so, yeah, so that was my grandmother. So I loved her sort of theatricality. Yeah. So um, so I think that she was really a, quite an influence But, like, on, on a daily from... basis, would she really dress up and make an effort? Or oh, would... she always made an effort yeah. and she always, like, like, turned it out. And she has a beautiful hand-painted frocks, like those 50s sort of lovely hand-painted, like, um, printed sort of, those sort of, New look, Dior new look type style. Okay. Looking things, yeah. Right. Um, and did she dress you up? Did she like No, it? she didn't dress me up. I just sort of did it myself. <laughs> and she was cool with it though. Yeah, she loved it. But yeah. Um, when I was about when I was about eight, what did I want for my birthday? I wanted my ears pierced, a tattoo, and this was in nineteen sixty-eight. Um, and I wanted a smock top. I had a very specific idea. I wanted cork wedges and I wanted tights with a pattern up the side. I don't know where I got all these ideas. <laughs> oh, hot pants. That was another one I wanted. Love that. I know. And did I you get really... it all for your eighth birthday? Yeah, I had to go and get it myself. But you yeah, got the tattoo. My mum was useless, really. Did... Yeah. No, I wasn't allowed to have a tattoo. Few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did get my ears pierced and whatnot. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and where, where, where were you when you were growing up as a Oh, kid? well, I was born in Hackney, as most people know, but I grew up in, like, Stamford Hill and then, like, North... Like Wood Green, Palmer's Green, uh-huh. Bounds Green, that 
sort of area. And you, you've yeah. reside back in the east now, right? You've moved from north back. I've, yeah, I've lived all over London, as you do, east, west, north. So, I remember when I've you moved back. into east. Yeah. Weren't you living with Richard from Goldsale? I was, was that, yeah. yeah. Ages ago. Yeah. I remember when you moved and you were really excited about moving. Yeah, because before that I lived in Islington for That's a little right, bit. That's yeah. right, yeah. And you were really happy about going back east. Yeah. I love East London. I love East I love, London. I love what I like what I like about, you know, certain areas of London is uh, of London is um well anywhere really in the world, but like I love it when there's like an energy coming up. Totally. And I, t- I sort of gravitate to where wherever I think there's going to be some action going mm. on. So, I've lived in Elscourt in the 70s. Wow. <laughs> so that was when it was super gay. That was like Yeah. That was I like the gay destination. I lived in Ells Court and Kensington. I lived in Ells Court with a rent boy. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh. Yeah. About a year. And then I you lived didn't bring in clients Kensington. into the house, though, while you were there, did uh, you? A lot of I just went out. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> we had, a, we had like a, a bed-sit room with beds that came down. Off the oh, wall, yeah, like pull-down beds. Really, yeah. So he'd have a client and you'd go out. Yeah, oh, I'd go out and buy them. For a year you had to keep popping that out. That was all right. It was fine. Um, you know, and then I and then I moved into another um, sort of bedsit with another person that some Jeffrey Hinton was telling me. That's when I met Jeffrey about seventy seven. Um, that Jeffrey keeps telling me, but they they were a rent boy, but I didn't even realise. I thought they they um, bred bull mastiffs. So how, how did you get Actually, computer? he had another career that you didn't know about. Oh, right. Well, I knew there was something sort of maybe with the landlord. Right, right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so when you were living in Earl's Court, what was happening in, like, the kind of scene? Were, was there, were there clubs yet? Because I guess there was yeah. punk and all that and then... 70s. Yeah, yeah like late, late 70s. 70s. Yeah, it so was um, a hotbed, copers. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you know that film, Nighthawks? It's one of my favourites. Right. At the time, I thought it was a bit... I quite kind of liked it, but it's about a gay teacher. Actually, you should remake it. You Tell can, me you, about it. Picture it's it to a me. night Nighthawks, right? <laughs> mm. It's about a teacher, a gay teacher, teaching in London in the seventies. But mm. it's about this sort of double life mm-hmm. that they're oh, leading, wow. and they go round all the clubs, mm-hmm. and they go to like heaven, like before it was sort of heaven, really, just sort of you know, just coming up. I think it was sort of like made in. Like um, 1979. But it's set in a time before legalisation of homosexuality. No, no, it's set in that time. Oh, right. In that literal time. Right, right, right. So it's still quite, you know, you still like, if you were working as a sort of proper person... Yes. Um, you, you couldn't always, you know, it wasn't really conducive to, like, coming out or anything and like that. And is it funny or is it like a tragic No, it's story? quite serious. Is but it? it's like wow. cruising and there's lots of really great... Sort of like inside clubs in Earl's Court. That's where I'm going with this, oh. um, as well. It's also the interior of heaven, and it's all like the cruising alleys. You know, like that. You know, I'm doing an eye action here. Yes. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oi, 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 look at the lallies and on Jeffrey's that. Jeffrey's in that as well. <laughs> Hilarious. Jeffrey's in the film. Jeffrey's in that film. So who's Jeffrey? Jeffrey is Jeffrey your Jeffrey Hinton yes. is one of my oldest friends. Right. And um, we met in sort of 77 and Jeffrey is a DJ mm-hmm. and an archivist in more current times and actually has a vast um, um, archive of film work, which he does edit and 
um, show from time to time that's very interesting. So he makes these films? Yeah, he sort of edits them together. They're, but they're basically filmed on an old VHS or on his phone or whatever. And so the, I, I saw him do a screening. I saw a screening the, um, the other week um, at my other, one of my other favourite platforms of great endeavour, The Glory. Yes. Um, <laughs> we love the glory. Oh, it's, it's the so best good. The glory on Kingsland ever. Road. Yeah, yes. so in the basement, they sort of have all sorts of things going on in there. And that's um, like John, Johnny Woo. Johnny Woo, John Sizzle. And Colin, isn't and it? And Colin Rothbard. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who I just saw in Margate it. with so you. So it's an independent-run gay pub that really does pr- provide a marvellous platform for performance of all kinds. Yeah, totally. Russell, I mean, if you wanted to do a work in progress... Like test a, stuff out. Yeah. yeah, you could do it. I'm I did like, an I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the gay yeah. teacher there. I'm going to do a, a run We actually go to the glory, though, together. Been, I, yeah. the, the first <laughs> night I ever got drunk, like a year ago or something, oh, we, we went out to the glory. We, we were here all evening. We yeah. drank bottles of champagne and then yeah. we went We went down to the glory yeah. and I was like really happy and had yeah, the best yeah, night yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love downstairs you, dancing. The music's so good. Yeah. So how long have you been involved with the glory? Um, right from the beginning, really. How long ago is that? Like three, four years? Four years, four years, maybe, yeah. Because we're running out of queer spaces, aren't we, in London? Have you noticed that well, from being on the scene for so yeah, long? Yeah, I think that, you know, actually, yeah, things do shut. And it's, that's always been the, what happens. You know, things do shut and new things do open. But maybe it's been a bit slower at new things opening. Because it is quite hard to maintain, you know, venues, mm-hmm. like keep them turning over. But I have to say here that... John Sizzle and Johnny were oh, really, especially John Sizzle, is so beyond like programming things mm. in. And, you know, I do a Sunday night there, a little soiree, and John Sizzle uh, allows me to um, program people, you know, special guests on and things like that. But John Sizzle is like, he's, he's on it. Is he? he is. <laughs> wow. Right, I really like that sort of organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you feel sad this over the places that are closed, like, instead of joining his arms? Yeah, I do feel sad, but because I've been sort of involved in clubs and club nights sort of for so long, yeah. um, I'm, I'm kind of actually used to things sort of coming and going and Got things it. changing, and I actually find it quite exciting when things do change. A bit, you know, mm. I actually find it quite invigorating mm. because I think it makes, you know, I'm putting a positive slant on this, aren't I? But I, I, think, actually, it's true. Yeah, I think it's I true. I actually feel like, hey, that, oh, that was actually, you know, I find it really fresh, exciting, yeah. you know, to see how people adapt and myself actually to adapt to what's going on. And, and actually, um, a lot of places now do have to think quite. A, it's quite a wide sort of frame of endeavour, if you understand what I mean, of what what can be done in a space, you know. Right. Like we sometimes I go to this thing called sketch sesh. Do you know that? It's like a it's like a life drawing class. And I really wanted to talk to you it about life really drawing. Because I remember it's sitting really with good. you in Nag Nag Nag, like years and years and years ago, and we were about to do a, like a gig or something, like for Tempo Shark, and you were going to come and sing Paris with me on stage. Okay. And we had in the sound check, you and I sat down, and you said to me, oh, I went life drawing last night. And I was like, Sorry, you went life drawing? <laughs> and you told me how much you loved it. And yeah, you've done you it for a long time, it. haven't you? Yeah, I did. And that I was really one of the reasons I thought you'd be such a great guest for Talk Up, because <laughs> I, I am really, have so much respect for life drawing. 
you and used I think, to be a model, didn't you? No, I've never done modelling, babe. <laughs> I mean, I should. Well, we've all it. done a bit of modelling, haven't we, in our time? Mm. I mean, I, I'll still do a bit of modelling. Yes. Do you? As a life model? Uh, well, actually, yes, yeah, sometimes. Really? That's yeah. so cool. So with Sketch Sesh, it's, it's a uh, life drawing class. It's run by James Davison and um, Simon Nicholas Gray. And um, we have all types of different models. And, um, some, you know, sometimes like a Nazir, um, like, comes in and, like, dresses up the models or Max Allen, you know. So, like, it's not, all, it's not who always who are these? These naked. are stylists? These are they're um, designers. Oh, right, OK. Um, uh, designer friends of mine, but they're quite sort of, like, fringy. Okay, sort avant-garde. Of so or... sort of, yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. Right. So what, what is it you love about life drawing and drawing in itself? Because I, I was so surprised when I... Because I always thought if you just... You know, like, if you think of Princess Julie, you immediately think of, like, the Visage video, Fade to Grey or something like that. Well, that was the kind of initial thought I had about you. And then the more I got to know you... That's hardly anything. Like, like music is a big part of your life, of course, but like you have all these like depths, and I love the fact that you love drawing so much. Yeah. I love it. I find it quite sort of uh, meditative, and um, like you know, have you been to life drawing? Yeah, you know, you just sort of sit there. You're just like you in the model, and you're in the moment. And I just, I just like that, and like I just, it fascinates me to see what what comes out on, on the paper. Not just what, what I do, but yeah. what other people do in the class. So you see all these different sort of translations of the same things. So and it's amazing to show you how unique humans are because you're all looking at the same yeah. body, but yet your yeah. depiction of it and your like way of breaking yeah. it down on paper is completely yeah. unique to you, yeah. your and line. Quite a lot of that work that I do, those sketches and things, I use to, you know, as groundwork. And when I do do a bit of painting every now and again... Um, I use that as a sort of foundation, really, because I, I don't know, faces always sort of really fascinate me in a, a weirdy way. And the, the way people look as well. Is it the way they put on their makeup and everything? Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. Some people wear makeup and some people don't. You know, we've had um, people like um, um, Lavinia Co op, who's a great life model to draw. Right. Um, do you know Lavinia? No. So Lavinia was in part of the dance, um, not dance, uh, part of the performance troupe called the Blue Lips in, uh, started up in the late 70s with, right. like, Bette Bet Bourne. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that, yeah. So that's, she's, oh, I love joining Lavinia. Cool. So, so how really regularly does she turn people. up there? Do you have, like, the same people turn up every... Um, no, it's always different. Like, sometimes, it's, sometimes people come back. But there's a, a boy called Harry... Yeah. Um, I think on on Instagram they're Bradshaw, mm-hmm. but um, ha, ha, that's a great subject. They well, are. Harry Bradshaw, as in Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I actually saw a I life model on Instagram models. who is like. He wrote to us the other week and he was talking about how being a life model is an art in itself and that he is an artist it's as a life model. Yeah, it? and it's so yeah. true. It's such an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, so you've been making art yourself for, for a long time well, as well. So when did you start? I always liked art school, but, like, when I left school, I just went straight into, like, work. So I just... Uh, even... I wanted to do be a makeup artist, really, but I went into hairdressing because they said I was too young. So I just sort of did that, really. So it's like kind of a... That was an element of... Yeah, there's lots of creativity. But yeah. I didn't really pursue that as a career. And then, um, really, because I love discos and the disco round so much, I sort of ended up being quite involved in in that area, 
what in what in doing just sort of jobs like being coat check lady and things like that. Oh, actually. So yeah. I was like coat check lady at the Blitz and then George boy George came after me. And then <laughs> and then <laughs> well, I did he, that. was he a coat check? Yeah. Boy, was he? Yeah. And then I did I did the um I was coat check lady at um Taboo as well, actually. Wow. With Malcolm Duffy, then and we do got you fired. Lee Bowery and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all knew, yeah. Obviously, I knew Lee Bowery really well. Wow. And um, so I did that, and so, and then I sort of did all, like all kinds of jobs in clubs, and then and then at, at some one point, I sort of ended up doing a bit of DJing as well. <laughs> That's how I started DJing. Right. So it kind of naturally happened, yeah. like out of you spending time yeah. with that crowd, yeah. And you were known as yeah. the Blitz Kids, weren't you, back then? That whole oh, crowd. Oh, um, like the, um, the, the the new romantic era. Yeah. That was the late late seventies. So, yeah. So, so you, you were like club labeled. kids. The Blitz Kids were the club kids. Well, they? yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, nobody really called us club kids. It was like 1979. Right. So no such thing. I think we were called the cult with no name. Yeah. Uh, the futurists. Yeah. And then the Blitz tag stuck because the actual name of the club was the Blitz. The Blitz. And that obviously doesn't and that exist just sort anymore. Of like, that's long gone, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, that's long gone, yeah. But from that, the legacy of it is quite sort of astounding. I mean, you know, it kind of only lasted a couple of years and it's really quite... Um, I don't know, I'm really actually quite in awe of how the legacy of that moment has carried on through all the decades. It's so true, because I remember in, really the, in the early 90s, there was a whole kind of new, they called it Romo or something. Oh, yeah. There was that whole like pop kind of new romantic, but it wasn't new romantic, obviously, because it was but they, it was like the Romo and there were all these bands, like Orlando, and there were all these kind of bands yeah. at the time. And then when I was like early 20s, it became like Electro Clash. But then that that in itself was kind of referencing, yeah. you know, that time. It's so it true, did, isn't it? it? Yeah. But I mean, you know, but everything comes with a new angle and so that's going back to the closure of clubs and things and the way things are always in flux and regenerating and mm. regurgitating it's the same sort of thing really yeah exactly. but through it all I have remained. You have remained a, a constant. <laughs> you are the princess, I've Julia. Got so, the same life that I've had since 1979. But tell me that. When did you become Princess Julia? Mm. Well, like, when, where did that name come from? Um, that was uh, in the late 80s when we, um, Jeffrey, May, and Mark Lawrence, who's not with us anymore, um, DJed at a night called um, the Daisy Chain, and we thought that we should have, you know. Sort of like a legitimate catchy names, name, catchy you know, because right. everyone was having them. <laughs> no, so I, I, because um, people did call me princess every now and again, I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll just be that. So good. Yeah. So, and then it sort of stuck because then obviously going into the 90s mm-hmm. um, and, you know, being a DJ was kind of a legit, legitimate job by then yeah totally so um i just sort of carried on with it and it's just the other thing i loved though about you was that beyond djing you were also making music and you had a band with luke when i first met you um the most wasn't it yeah yeah and then you were in a band before that weren't you i think when you like are in the djing world it's like a, a, a sort of obvious thing to do is do a bit of production or be involved in making some sort of music mm-hmm. and um it's like one of those things that i've just sort of 
fallen into in a way, but I am interested in it. Like, I do, I do like doing remixes and things. I'd like to do more. And sometimes I do, like, fashion show music and things. I love yeah, doing cool. it. And it's really good fun. Um, so um, I do things like that. And... Um, yeah, concerning like music type things. Yeah, I've, I've quite often a guest vocalist on on things, various. So things. you was a guest vocalist with Rob, though. Well, this is such a funny story. I so we're, we, we, yeah, we were in the in the clubs like performing loads, and Mark Moore from S Express had been a big champion of my band. Express. He is the coolest, kindest, most amazing human being. Oh. And it was Julia and Mark that were like my big kind of the people in the music world that made me feel like I belonged or something and that I should keep doing what I'm doing because I never quite felt like I fitted in the club scene because I wasn't as cool as like Julia or like that whole crowd. I always felt a bit like uncool or something. No, no, only because I'd come from like a pop writing background. Like from the age of 14, I'd written pop songs. It was very commercial in a way what I was doing. And I was working with producers that were producing like Dido and like The Verve. It wasn't like, you know, like, cool like underground dance music but that was what I loved so you, it was you I and, the and you no I, I love the Verve too but yeah. they were very like mainstream Commercial. at the time they were they, like you know on the radio and all that stuff but uh, when I went into the club scene it was like I suddenly felt like I belonged and it was Julia and Mark Moore that were like so kind to me and made me feel like I can do this right. so I started performing live and then I asked you to remix one of my songs and you came to the studio and ended up singing on it and it was so genius yeah. it was called Paris and you, oh, yeah. you like wrote your whole own section in it mm. Loved it. Yeah. And then we performed for, um, before Grace Jones um, at the TDK Music Festival. I found a photo oh, yeah, the other day. Did, actually. Did you perform oh, on stage God. together? <laughs> yeah, performed on stage yeah. together. I've got pictures. I'll post it on the Instagram. Oh, my God. But we, we were supporting Grace Jones at this oh, King's Cross God. Music Festival. Uh, do you know, is she a friend of yours, Grace oh, Jones? No, I don't know her, but I have met her a few times. But have you met her? No, never. Yeah, she's I'd really love to. lovely, actually. Is she? I've heard, she actually, really of her because she's, she's quite, really... like, obviously terrifying in some ways because of her persona but the reality is she's not is, terrifying in real life she's super that's what cool. I mean I've heard yeah. that she's like really and I remember dancing and... with her at the Serpentine Summer Party about eight years ago on the dance floor and she just spent the whole evening dancing with me it was totally brilliant no oh. one else was dancing she is so much fun she, we, we've got mutual friends I think Zoe's a good friend of hers really yeah. I love women like that, that me sort, too sort of like they're a force of nature yeah you know and they just in, you know I think Grace just she lives in the moment and she likes to crack the whip she knows what what she wants to happen. Mm. But also, she's got this sort of crazy sort of, like, freedom to her uh, persona. Mm-hmm. There's probably a, quite a few different graces in there. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> yeah <sure>. totally. <laughs> Love her. So would you yeah. describe yourself at all as a sound artist? I think I read somewhere that you like yeah. to create a soundscape. Oh, yeah, I, I, like, I don't mind that word. I do sometimes use it. Yeah, I like... Um, I like doing different projects. I like working with um, different musicians and things. I haven't done anything like that for a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, you never know what might ca- come Did up. Did you spoken word at one point? You were talking... I've done... Oh, yeah, I've had a few different music projects. I had this one called uh, Oral Oral, and we did a... What, How's that like, spelled? Like O-R-A-L-A-U-R-A-L? Oral Oral, oral okay, yeah, and we did, a, we did a, um, a performance at uh, Wolfgang Tillman's used to have a summer party... And um, we did it was some end of summer, end of summer party, I'd say, when Wolfgang lived in London. And um, we did a performance there, one of his do's. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I wanted to talk to you about Wolfgang actually because yeah. he did some amazing photographs of you. You were amused. Um, yeah. That are on. I think it's you on the tube. Oh, I yeah. love those pictures. So tell me the story and of that whole shoot. The, uh, they went in the Turner Prize. Didn't Did they? they? Yeah. Oh, cool. so oh, they I didn't see his Turner Prize. Is in the t- was in the on the wow. That's your armpit on That's the tube. That's my armpit on the tube. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's one yeah. of Russell's like fave photos. Is That's it? That's your armpit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like I'm. And he used to come. <laughs> that's amazing. Wolfgang used to come to the club. <laughs> I've met the armpit. Well. Uh, Wolfgang <laughs> so funny. still comes to the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I, I haven't seen him Wolfie for ages. But so yeah. Much. yeah, I remember being in like the cock or ghetto yeah. and stuff, and he used to come down. Yeah, and, yeah. What was that like being in his photographs? Yeah, so how, what's the story behind? Um, all well, of I met that? I met Wolfgang. Um, um, he came he came to London and he was doing a, a photo um, spread. I think this was the um, very late eighties, early nineties, and he was doing um, a photo um, yeah spread for uh, Interview magazine. Uh-huh. And um, he came round to my house and um, took some photos. And there was a few other people involved. I think Rachel Auburn was one of the subjects. I right. think maybe it was about just being uh, girl DJs. That's what it was about, okay. I think. And. Um, so and that and that's when I first met him. So he came around and Jeffrey, because I, I shared a flat with Jeffrey Hinton. So that's where we first sort of met him, and then like just kept coming up all the time, kept sort of meeting him all the time. And then he said, "Can and I then, take pictures of you?" Or did he just always? Yeah, have his camera sometimes just... he'd go, "Oh, I've got this thing. Like, he did this thing for um, the biggest you, like he curated and." Um, um, one of the one issues. of the issues, yeah. yeah. And um then he said, Oh, can come and like we'll do some photos. I did some in the studio. And I think maybe those ones on the train, that might they might have been part of that as yeah. well. Yeah. I love so, that shoot so much. Yeah, it's great, isn't it's it? It's so great. And you've and been you've been a big fan of his Yeah, ever since that sort wow. of time when I first met him really. I yeah. didn't really know anything much about him. To be fair, and then obviously he was started work doing stuff with ID, so he sort of like crossed that sort of um, that sort of style boundary, Uh you know, into that sort of the reportage um, stuff that he does. And also, I mean, I do love those big sort of colour wash blow up. They're amazing. Marvellous things. Yeah. The yeah, flash swimmers. Yeah, or the ones yeah. that are like going through liquids. Yeah. yeah. they're amazing. And he had that studio, didn't he, on um, Cambridge Heath. Uh, between Cambridge, bridges. Yeah. Cambridge Heath Road. Yeah, yeah Cambridge And um, that's where he used to have the parties and things. I went Did you there go once. around there? Yeah. I went there once with him. I went with John Cameron Mitchell, the director, and he took me in there and Wolfgang took a couple of pictures of me just kind of... Just snapping, and I was super awkward because I was like, in my head, Wolfgang Tillman's taking a picture of you, and I've, I've never seen them surface I'm, anywhere. They're in some box somewhere. But. Oh well, I'm sure they'll turn up because, like, 
Wolfgang's very funny when he sort of takes pictures as well because he, he sort of likes to do it without you sort of knowing. So you, but because he's such a presence, yes. actually, so you sort of like, uh-oh, he's going to do one. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly they're sort of like, you know, sort of like... And then he just starts <laughs> laughing. He's like... Got ya. <laughs> do you. Do you like having your picture taken or being filmed or, you know, like... Yeah, I'm quite a show-off in my way. Yeah, don't mind. Because I always, I I, when like I first it. met you, I remember thinking you were quite shy in a way. I am like, shy. Yeah, like shyer than Maybe I expected. Maybe shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm not shy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't um, think everyone is. Yeah, I think oh, am I shy? I'm I don't think shy. so. You can be shy. Maybe. Actually, around, around people I fancy, I get shy. I go oh silent. My God, he's, so actually, no, you're right. Everyone can get person. shy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy. I, I like it when, um, like, uh, um, it's a photographer that I sort of respect and things, and I'm yeah. a bit like, oh, I can't believe it. It's so good, isn't it? I can't so and so's taking my picture. That's yeah. nice. I love those pictures that David Sims took of me. Did for, David Sims take pictures? Yeah, of you? Um, he's for, amazing. Um, for French Vogue, Paris Vogue. Wow. Um, and that was nice. And like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a fan of my friends. You know, so I like doing like collaborations with people, and oh, I quite yeah. often. You know, much in the way that I work at new nights and things like that and support people trying to, you know, express themselves in various ways. And that goes with the sort of, that sort of world, you know, the art world, the photography world as well. So I'm, very, I'm into, like, doing that sort of stuff. Like, people do send me messages and if, if I can fit it in, I will do it. But that's what I always remember from when I first met you was how generous you are. Oh, with, my God, crazy yeah. generous. And, and, and no, but you, you are really up for, like, yeah. supporting new talent of all kinds. And it's cross, cross boundaries, like, cross mediums, you know. It doesn't matter yeah. what, whether it's fashion, art, music. Like, you're just one of those people that supports people. And at the same time, you're a great artist yourself because it's I rare that and it is great. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, I everything you do, I, I feel like you have an artistry have to what you do. So, Russell, like, when you started acting, yeah. what, I mean, you know, you had to sort of, like... Take that leap into like. And you had to have people around me, like you, who's going, like, keep going. Kid. Yeah. That's really good. I, I like mean, what you're doing. You had to doing. take that leap and also, like. Well, it's exposing, um, isn't it? Anything yeah. creative, you're putting yourself out there, you're bearing a yeah. part of yourself, which most people don't really show the world. Yeah. And it's, if you've got people championing you who are further down the line and able to show you what life can be like, it's, it's incredibly yeah. beneficial. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know what yeah. else is really amazing is like the impact I think you have on so many different people. Like I know we saw each other recently at the Pet Shop Boys um, after party at uh, the Royal Opera House uh, last summer or whenever it was. Oh, yeah. And I saw you there, and I was like, and I love the fact that like Neil and Chris love you as well. And like, oh, I love Neil and, and Chris. And you love Neil and Chris. We oh, all I love, love Pet, Pet Shop, Shop Boys. Boys. <laughs> yeah, we like. Love. Actually, Wolfgang Tillman loved the Pet Shop Boys. He did an amazing too. video yeah. for them. Yeah. I love the video yeah, he did for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of yeah. my favourite songs they ever wrote. It's called Home and Dry. Mm. And there's something about that song. I can just listen to it. It just makes me feel so good. Wow. Like, sonically, I just love it. And I think it's such touching lyrics. Neil is one of the best lyricists of our time. Yeah. Like, I actually think he's like the Oscar Wilde of our time or something. Like, yeah, he's got yeah. that kind of bright intelligence but also just it's so accessible and so fun at the same time he's just genius I think he's got a bit of Alan Bennett about it. and then the well. other he does actually <laughs> Alan Bennett's another great voice mm -hmm. I love Alan Bennett but um the other thing I loved is I went to Wembley uh concert once and I was sat in the audience and I was looking at the 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 videos on this on the stage and it was Kylie Minogue and mm -hmm. on the screen it was Julia and I was like Julia is on Kylie Minogue's set <laughs> and you were like projected <laughs> in Wembley Arena or stadium wherever we were tell us about that how did that happen um, um, well, I'm, I'm really good friends with 
one of Kylie's stylists, which is uh, William Baker. Oh, yeah. And William was doing the whole set direction at that time. So I think that's, you know, William always gets obsessed with things. So I think and um, William sort of had a hand in, in that. That's so actually, cool. Actually, yeah. And that was but referencing... We love a bit of Kylie. We love Kylie. <laughs> but that was referencing the early video you were in, Fade to Grey. Fade to Grey. And then you kind of redid it in a contemporary setting, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Anyway, I just remember thinking like, I'm in Wembley so, Stadium and yeah. Princess Julia is on the stage. Amazing. It was iconic. I loved it. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you get gifted works by your friends, like artworks, and do you live with them? Um, I do get gifted things from time to time. But um, I also, um, you know, if I've got a bit of spare money or something... Um, I'm, I try and buy things as well. And uh -huh, cool. I do the same with fashion as well because I think it's really important when you're starting out that actually sort of um, that you buy stuff from people, really. Are you good at um, holding on to all the clothes you've bought over the years? Um, not really, no. Oh. Yeah. Do you haven't got a massive uh, things archive? Have got lost. Things, things have got lost over the years, but they could be recreated, I think. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, no, because I've moved around so much. I've lived all over London. So, um, and things have got lost. I remember um, quite a lot of all that sort of early new romantic stuff, that all got flooded in Warren Street. So oh, I lost no. a lot of that. Yeah, I oh. know, never mind. And then, um, and then also things, I've, I lend things out to people, never come back. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all right. Because I like the idea of things sort of like having another life. Yeah. And actually, um, now here's a funny story. It's not really a funny story, but um, um, I'm, I'm friends with um, Kim Jones, the designer. Who now with runs Kim. Dior, but yeah. was running Louis Vuitton. Yeah. yeah, and Kim Jones is a marvellous archivist, actually. And I went round his house and um, he had a Lee Bowery um, jacket um, it was in a case. Have you seen that jacket? It was in a case with all the the safe, uh, all the hair Kirby grips on, and it was sort of like bought it, it brought back so many memories because that jacket I think everyone had borrowed and worn at oh, some wow. point. So I told him the whole story. Oh yeah, well, Lee had that, and then and then Trojan wore that jacket for a while, and then so and so had it, and that was in you know, and it was kind. Of, I like the idea of things sort of. Having a life, the you know, of that, I'm quite of that happy object. to lend things to people or, um, you know, on permanent loan. What was Lee know. Barry like for you? Um, oh, he, he was always, <clears throat> he was always really um, very funny and very witty, and um, but he was also quite a gossip <laughs> and liked to stir things up a bit. Uh -huh. I think the best thing to do is read Sue Tilly's book, but um, that you know is very insightful. Um, but, yeah, he was always um, really, like, really creative. And um, I used to work in this shop called World, which is Michael and Galinda Costiff's shop up in, um, um, in the West End of London. And um, Lee used to sometimes pop by. He'd, have, he'd do sort of days where... Um, um, he'd go to um, see like a cinema day, so he'd go go to this, see about four films in a in a day, and then um, go to um, like the Angus Steakhouse yes. for supper. That's <laughs> wow. one of his favourite things. But in the day drag, which the day drag was quite sort of just as spooky, um, and um, 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 bizarre, yeah. shall we say, as um, it was not as obvious, it was quite subtle. 
So you'd have like this ratty old wig on that was sort of chopped down so you could see the skeleton of the of the wig. And then he'd have like a, a an old manky top on, but he'd have a lot of food medallions all dripping down. <laughs> and then he'd have the the shoe, the shoe within a shoe. So the trainer in a clog. And you'd see this sort of big sort of like <laughs> entity coming towards you and you'd go, okay. And I'd go, <laughs> You look quite freaky today. And then you go, well, look at you. Look at the state of you. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Amazing. But like, yeah. And he was, he was a very in, interesting yeah. person. Yeah, incredible. Because he came to London to be a fashion designer. But yeah. actually, he was so visionary. Mm. And he was sort of... That was the thing. that like His vision took him outside of... Mainstream fashion, really. But at the and time, work... was he visionary? Were people looking yeah. at him at the time for what he was doing? Yeah, yeah, right. straight away. Like when he settled into London life, he created a collection mm. that was very, um, um, very, um, um, what's the word? What like... confrontational? Right. Wow. Yeah, straight away. So people are and like, then became okay, a sort you... of star of Clubland, but but actually, the the turning point was when um, Lorcan O'Neill, yes, that was then working at the Doffe Gallery, yeah. um, set up that installation, which was beyond. Actually, you know, it was Lee in a you know up the upstairs gallery in a big glass box. It was a one way, so we could see in and he couldn't see out, and. And you just came in, you'd sit there all day just watching Lee on sort of lounging around in a look. But he didn't know who was there watching him? No, not really, no. Oh, amazing. Wow, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And how long was he locked in this room for? For like five, five days. Like, he did, like, he'd come and go, but he was... Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. But you went to see... No. No, no. I didn't, no, no, I didn't. Do you know no, about no, that? No, no. no it's oh, yeah, incredible. That, I need to look it up. Sense, it was filmed, but I don't really know who filmed it. It's been lost. I'm going to have to look I it up. I think Kerith Wynne-Evans filmed it. Right, right, oh, right. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. Wow. But I think that a lot of stuff has got lost over I, the years. I always wanted to... beyond. I was always really interested in Minty, like the band yeah. he was in. And then how, after he passed away, Matthew Glamour kind of then became the singer again, didn't he? And they, they started doing Minty yeah, gigs when I was on the scene. Okay. But I, I would have loved to have seen Minty yeah, before. What was yeah. that like? Did you see them play? The, yeah. The same, you know, like, Lee was a force of nature. Yeah. And, and that had a big music. Well, I mean, they, they, well, no, it was very sort of like, it was before social media and everything. So it was on the, it was kind of on the, on the precipice of being bigger, uh-huh. in actual fact. And, um, you know, a lot of that music... And I, I, I DJ'd last night and I played a remix of Useless Man, which was one of oh, the, did you? the yeah, tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it like, still oh, stands God, up. I forgot about that track. It's, oh. it's genius. Wicked. Yeah. Why do you think you're so... Well, you've been so connected to the queer club scene as opposed to other club scenes? Basically, I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically, I, I, I feel like I don't really fit in in, um, I've never really felt like I fitted in anywhere. Um, and then I think what happened was when, when I was about 16, um, I just sort of ended up going to a lot of gay clubs. It was a sort of the punk rock moment, it was 76. And a lot of, what, what you do is uh, go to a gig a punk gig, and then nothing else would be open, really, except some gay 
club. So ultimately, you'd end up going to like a gay club, like the Sombrero or one of those sort of places, or Louise's. Um, um, so um, that's was my first sort of uh, route into. And the punk scene was very gay, in actual fact. Very That's really gay. It was all creatives. It's quite aggressive, don't you? Like ma kind of, masculine, yeah. like yeah. you kind of think of like testosterone and stuff. So yeah. yeah, but then I guess there not was, because of Vivian Westwood and all that. I mean, it was that, really yeah. she was probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was yeah. a load of freaks all getting dressed up and Lovely. camping it up <laughs> with DIY subculture. Yeah. I mean, you should really speak to Jordan, who was the girl that worked in sex and seditionaries. Not Katie Price's alter ego. Jordan. No, no. <laughs> Not that Jordan. No, 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 the original Jordan. The Jordan, who's actually just written a book right. that's out. Um, called Defying Gravity. Oh, cool. Um, I've not actually read it myself, but I would like to read it. But it's, a very, it's all about that time. And that woman, honestly, she, you know, talking about sort of role models and people that have inspired you or that have come before, yeah. you know, that was a woman I can actually believe. She used to commute from London, from Brighton to London every day to go and work in, like, seditionaries and sex. But she used to wear the most outrageous clothes. She's in the Derek Jarman film. She's in the Derek Jarman film, Jubilee. Really? Yeah, she sings in that, like, cool. opera sort of thing. Wow. You know it. And um, she used to commute um, up to London from Brighton and she'd be like, um, there's pictures of her. You can find them on the internet. And, you know, just a pair of knickers or a, a tutu with no knickers on at all. And that was in, like, 1976, 75. Outrageous. Love her. Love her. <laughs> oh, my gosh, in unison, we're like, love her. No, she had the hair up like this. Oh, you know, wow. like the, 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 one, the girl with the... Oh, let's try and meet on. her. She sounds amazing. You've got to have her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. She's lovely. Cool. I can sort it out for you. I can get in touch. Great. So, like, these role models, I've always had these, like, really strong sort of role models... And sometimes it's people that are, are famous or, you know, old people from, like, different eras that I've never met and don't know. But sometimes yeah. it's people that... Like who, though? Like who? Um, that's like film stars and things like that, really? you know. But even Joan Collins. I like a bit of Joan. We love, love Joan. Joan. <laughs> Our friend Ivan's really I close love to Joan. And we <laughs> really? love Joan. Yeah. I think she's major. She's major. She's so major. She's she was so just major. in that, she she was just in that new campaign for like a shoe brand, like a high street shoe yeah. brand. So she was and in was a Snickers campaign, this, wasn't she? Do you remember she did a Snickers yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Somehow, even on like a high street sort of shoe company, she can just make the advert totally iconic. Yeah. She's just. Yeah. So classy. Yeah. She is and really beyond. Like, totally beyond. And then love Joan like, Collins. People like June Brown that I love. Dot Cotton. Like, Dot yeah. Cotton. Yeah. We love she June is Brown. Beyond. And I actually Dot think. Dot Cotton, June Brown has Lady a whole Gaga. wardrobe of couture. Yeah, love. She's couture freak. What, in and real I, life? In real life. Like, what couture? What brands? Well, I did, say, I did ask her. I said, June, so what, who's your favourite? And she said, Dior, new look. That was her favourite. And wow. do you know why? Because. So she had, when she had a boyfriend then in the 50s, um, she used to go into Soho Square and lift up her skirts and have sex with him in the park. 
Are we allowed to keep this in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have June Brown coming down yeah. on top of us? <laughs> Dot Cotton's going to be suing Talker. I love June vibrant Brown. Young lady. I actually, I actually, <laughs> young lady. I actually loved uh, Graham Norton <laughs> when uh, Lady Gaga was on with her with Dot, and they just like hit it off. It's like the She's best so TV adorable. I ever saw. It's so incongruous. Like you don't expect EastEnders to be with Gaga, but it well, works that's just so a well. Character, isn't it? June Brown's totally. not. You know, that is a character that she she plays. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. June Brown herself is like a force of nature. Really? Oh, my God, she's so brilliant. Oh, I'd like June Brown on. I would love her on, actually. No, I actually really would. I love her. She's really, like, fabulous. Cool. Yeah. Well, look, every guest we have on the show, we ask two special questions. Okay. This is where it gets really tough, Julie. Are you ready? Um, (laughs) uh, If you could do uh, an imaginary art heist and take home an artwork um, from a museum or a gallery or someone's house or whatever, we will help you. We will get you trucks. It can be any size, cranes, anything. Um, But like a touchstone artwork that means a lot to you, something you'd like to take home. Oh, my God. Oh. Told you it gets hard. It's like it's really big, hard hitting journalism. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one of those Lydia Blakely little fluffy animals. And she said she might do me one. Oh, I love that. So you haven't got to steal it at all. It might just be given to you. Well, I'll, I'll give us, you know, maybe a, a price, I feel. But like, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind one of those. Oh, that's interesting because that's, that's like brand new art as well. I love the fact yeah. that you're into the <laughs> moment of now. Yeah, straight like, into the emerging. Yeah. I that's that off the top of my head. Wicked. You know, I wouldn't mind one of those. Is there, is there an item uh, of fashion, historical fashion, that you're like, I'd love that jacket yeah, or them shoes? I, I, or... I'm trying to go back into time and and think... Um, go on, Julia, step back what, in time. What kind of... Oh, oh, hold on. Well, I, I do like an old master. Yeah? Go on. I do, Which I actually, one? I really do love an old master. And... Um, when it's that freeze art fair thing, I love going to the sort of all oh, contemporary to freeze things. Masters. The freeze masters, yeah. bibbly bobbly bit. I mean, what some of those? I like those really ancient artifacts yeah, from me too. like I don't know the Thessalonian period mm. or something, wow. or something like that. Because I can't believe that that's, that object will still exist mm-hmm. after millions thousands um, BC, thousands, where it was. Yeah, 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 yeah sort yeah. of you know and sort of has the same sort of resonance mm. as it might have had then and it still sort of makes you feel the same spooky way. Yeah. And I like that sort of thing. Timeless. And there's also somebody that's got all the Derek Jarman. Um, did you see all those? Oh, that's, that, they're quite beyond. And John Maybury's got a Derek Jarman. That is... Is he really? Yeah, he's got a few of them because wow. they were very good friends. And actually, I like going around there and going, oh, look at that Derek Jarman. Ooh, okay, well, let's do that. Let's go that. around John Maybury's, Maybury's house for dinner really one night. Like, yeah. And we're going to do an well, art Nigel, heist. Nigel Coates, <laughs> uh, Nigel Coates, the architect, around there. But it's definitely, yeah. Um, there's so many fabulous things, isn't there, to actually acquire. Mm. You've got a lot of them in here. What would you take out of here? Um, oh, right, hold on. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, actually. See, look, you've got a translation of a an ancient artefact. That's yeah. a Jonas Wood. We should yeah. create, curate a show together, shouldn't I'm we? I'm well yeah. up for that. Ancient yeah. and modern. I'm curating Margate. Margate ancient now and during the Turner Prize. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully me and Robert do something at some point and I'd love to do something. Oh, that'd be that's cool. exciting, isn't yeah. it? yeah. I do like that as well, that green person. That's um, Jamie that and Giuliani Villano. Giuliani Villano. I like that. I that reminds me, do you know the performance artist called Oozing Gloop? 
No. Oh, oozing glue. It's sort of got a sense of oozing glue. We'll have, have to, to look up oozing add glue. Add on oozing yeah, glue to oozing the Instagram. Glue, who's, who's sensational. Cool. Who does this really beyond show. He did it at the Bethnal Green Working Men's Club and I was like... Oh my god, this is too genius! Brilliant name. It last all time makes I was sense. At, last time I was there, there was uh, it was called uh, Gay Spacho, and it was uh, wrestlers in a paddling pool of tomato sauce. <laughs> that was the last time I was at Bethnal Green's Working Men's Club. Good. It was a very good night. And the last one I went to was the David Hoyle, yes. who I am a major fan of. The, Actually, I don't video. have any David Hoyle work. Okay, I'm, I must get something. Yes. So David Hoyle's genius and a yes. genius artist. Well, the makeup, you know? I saw that makeup video that's on YouTube. Yeah, so it's beyond. Just amazing. Isn't yeah, it? so I so saw David Hoyle and um, mix Justin Vivian Bond, who love we love. Justin they did a whole Vivian show. Bond. And then wow. Christine turned up as well. Christine. 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 From Christine, Christine and the Queens. Vale. Oh, no. Christine Vale. Do you okay. not know Christine? No, no. Oh, oh. Your new favourite. Here we go. <laughs> your new favourite. So so far, Russell, we've got Wild Daughter. Yes. Your other new favourite. Yeah, Wild Daughter. You have to get into Wild yeah. Daughter. Amazing. Okay, and they just did the best so show good. at ICA recently in London. Incredible. It was really incredible, so wasn't cool. it? Yeah. Love Wild Daughter. Yeah. So the other question we ask is, what is oh. your favourite colour? Oh, it's red. That's easy. I don't and know why, why red, Julia? Because I don't know. You're actually wearing red lips right now. Yeah, I and a red I jacket like red. with red tassels. Red, yeah. I think it's red. It has to be red. What? What does it's red mean? The red color, shoes. You know, the red it's shoes. very powerful. Mm. It's blood. It's the energy. It's blood. So I don't know. Red sort of. It's danger. Oh. We're all danger queens around here. Aren't <laughs> yeah, we? true. Danger. <laughs> danger. danger. We are the danger it's mice queens. Halt, yeah. halt, stop, stop. It's alert, alert. It's, it's I don't know. Yeah. Halt, stop, it stop. Makes you <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> halt, stop, stop. Danger, alert. danger. Alert, it's alert. It's like that club song. We're the danger it? queens. Well, it makes you notice it, doesn't it? Yeah, amazing. Well, I want to hear your song red. now. Can you play it? Um, oh, what, on the show? Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like... No, I want to hear a bit of it now. I want our whatever. listeners to hear it. Really? Do you remember it? Well, no, it'll be on it? Apple yeah. Music, when you? I'm sure you can just... Um, this is hilarious. Let's no, have a look. Maybe, maybe. Um, we did quite a few gigs. I actually remember one of the gigs we, we did. We did do a few um, gigs. We did, yeah. And I remember one of the ones we did, which I think was Nag Nag Nag, was um, Boy George came and he came backstage and I remember being so shell-shocked because he wasn't <laughs> dressed up. He just looked like a normal guy. And I was just like... That's Boy George, but I didn't know what to say or do, so I just sat in silence. It was like really <laughs> stupid. Was he, he wearing was, a hat? Though? He, he was, was so lovely. Hats, no. yeah, do you know what? He might have been, but I think he took it off because we were in this tiny little backstage room, right, and he right. was so sweet. I remember really liking him, but yeah, I had I nothing to say. Oh, look, the most remix. That was your remix. Okay. So let's try and listen to your remix. Well, Paris? no, it's not. It's because it's on Apple Music. I don't have it. I'm going to download it now. Hang on. Here we go. Look. Oh my gosh. Hold it up to the mic. I don't know how to do this. This is your remix. Do you remember this? Oh, wow, it's like really electro. Yeah. Those are the days. Well, I really do love electronic music. Me too, still Disco now. Disco electronic music. That's you. That's me, yeah. But wait, there's another version of it, I think. That actually is... I don't know if this actually has the vocals in it. This is like a dance club mix, though. This is I'm a perfectionist. Wait, I think there's another version of it where... That was sexy. Where you actually, like, hear Julia. It's hilarious. I loved it. Well, what's your favourite sort of music? Like disco? I mean, I always go back to disco, but I, I love all go back kind to... of dance stuff. Right. 
my go-to, I would go back to like Fleetwood Mac and Steely Dan. Ah, Do you? I love Fleetwood Mac and Steely Dan. Love. Put I them always on. think of you as being like soul music. Yeah, kind like of Maxwell. Like new soul. Maxwell. And, yeah. I, yeah, before I knew Max, Maxwell, you were always Jill listening Scott, to I'm obsessed with. Okay, quite jazzy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to skip forward, but let's try and find it. It was so pop. It's like NSYNC. It's really like NSYNC, yeah. I actually remember uh, David he used to Dave he used to manage um, Pet Shop Boys. He heard some of these songs and was like, "You're the new Justin Timberlake." I really wasn't clearly. Wait, I want to get the Julia bit. We'll cut it out of this. You got to start playing Rob's music at yeah. the Glory. Yeah, it can come back. Put it on a USB stick. Do you remember this? Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah, I remember it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is awesome. That was the bit I was trying to find because I remember us going like, ooh la la. You'll have to play say. that as our outro music. Ooh la la. That's what you oh, for this episode. Yeah, 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 love it. Those are the days, Julia. Yeah. Um, still the days. I was about to say, do you know what, actually, though, tomorrow is the day. Yeah, exactly. Now. I'm sort of one of those sort of people that like, kind of live in the moment. So Definitely. Enjoy everything you are yeah and tonight yeah. you're DJing aren't you yes tonight I am I so do we... a Sunday soiree every Sunday at, at the glory at the glory and you're about to start in about 10 minutes so we'd better uh, let yeah. you go yeah but this has been a total privilege what a laugh Thank I you love so you so much for being our guest on Talk Up Thank Princess you. Julia Her Royal Highness <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure I'm feeling Perfect. incredibly regal around yeah. you and I can't <laughs> wait to see you both in the art world Aww. soon yeah exactly and then we want to come to the club so I want to come and see you and dance yeah. although we did have a good dance the other night at Margate Pride that was amazing yeah you looked it? incredible in that outfit as well that oh, was yeah. incredible was <laughs> you night. DJing at the Pride yeah oh right cool. I did yeah. like an after party party yeah it was at the it was Lido in nice. this huge like it's a really yeah. like 1970s it was actually um, a nightclub photographed by the photographer who was at the National Portrait Gallery recently uh, oh, Martin Parr. Yeah, Martin Parr yeah. photographed this nightclub, I think in the 80s or 70s. It's an amazing oh, nightclub. Okay. And Julia was headlining and it was um, Cockles and Muscles, really cool gay night. Loved, Loved it. Loved it. It was fun. It's organised by the Sink the Pink crowd and it's Love. very, very cool. Amy Zing and everyone. It's really cool. Yeah, it's nice. Awesome. Well, Julia, okay. thank you very much. Thank For everyone so listening, much. we're going to post loads of glamorous photographs of Julia and um, of all the artworks we've oh, discussed we today. And um, we will take a picture right now. Okay. Um, we'll be back very soon. Take Lots love. of love. Thank you. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art for images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 